On today's Hashi, I'm discussing the S&P CoreLogic Killer Index, GDP, top migration destinations, latest jobs report, and the Fed's favorite gauge to show inflation. Big, big show. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the Hashi starts now. There's so much going on here today. We're going to have to go quickly to get everything packed in. Kay Schiller, the gold standard for home prices, released their data. We have new fresh inflation data. In fact, it's the Fed's favorite data to look at. Not the public's, but the Fed's. We'll get to that uh, later on. We also have jobs report. We also have top migration destinations. There's so much going on. So if you're getting value as a real estate professional from each and every single day, which is the only live daily housing show on the internet. If you're getting value from it, consider sharing the live stream here while you're on the live stream. Definitely let me know in the chat where you're tuning in from. I see Las Vegas. I see New Jersey. I see Hermosa Beach. Uh, what's up, West Hills, California? Let me know where you're tuning in from, but share the stream with someone else, another real estate investor or agent or advisor or attorney who could benefit from the hot sheet. Certainly hit the thumbs up and subscribe here to the channel. We do this every single day that the markets are open. What we won't do every single day is what we're doing today, the last day ever to get into BAMX at these prices. To get the most out of the content at BAM, you gotta be inside of BAMX in the community. You get all the daily downloads from the hot sheet every single day. You get all the courses, which we upload new content every single month, as well as our live streams, and in-community conversations. BAMX has got 20% off. We extended that Black Friday sale until today. Today's the last day, 20% off. If you do the annual, it's less than 100 bucks for the year, and you get grandfathered in at that price for your lifetime of your BAMX membership. So if you get in today before prices double tomorrow and continue to go up from there as we accumulate content each and every single week, you will be grandfathered in for life at that low price. So jump in there today. Uh, appreciate you uh, with the shout out there for, for BAMX. Today is the last day to uh, jump on that. It's not the last time we'll see a case chill report, but every time they do come out, we need to pay close attention. Many consider this the gold standard of reporting on home prices. I, I guess it is because it's so accurate, but it's so far behind, right? That's the only problem that I have with the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Index. It continued to trend upward, but we're talking about September. We're here tomorrow being December 1st. So this is how lagging their data is. It is highly accurate. It is an indicator that many were wrong when they predicted home prices for 2023. How about all of the you know, friends and family members and uncles that told First-time home buyers, or even second-time move-up home buyers. Well, geez, there's going to be a big price crash coming, price correction happening in 2023 because of what happened cyclically last winter when interest rates shot up, and the cyclical season of prices going down in the winter on a 12-month run. Everybody said, "This is it. Here it goes. Here comes the cliff," and that cliff never came. The S&P. Uh, CoreLogic Case Shiller U.S. National Home Price Index 
which covers all nine U.S. Census divisions, reported a 3.9% annual change in September to the up. In September 2023, 15 of the major 20 metro markets reported month-over-month price increases. Uh, Detroit, by the way, reported the highest year-over-year gain among 20 cities with a 6.7% increase in September. San Diego followed with a 6.5% increase. Uh, um, Three out of the 20 cities reported lower prices in September compared to a year ago. So only three compared, um, compared to the other 17. Before seasonal adjustment, the U.S. Uh, National Index 10 city and 20 city composites all posted a 0.3% month-over-month increase in September from August to September, uh, 0.3% uh, increase. That's on the 10 city and on the 20 city. After seasonal adjusted, the U.S. National Index 10 city and 20 city composites posted month-over-month 0.7 increases. So seasonal adjustment, 0.7% uh, increase month-over-month. Pre-seasonal adjustment, you had a 0.3%. Okay. Uh, U.S. home prices are just continuing to rally, despite the fact that interest rates at that time were on their way up to 8%. We've got great news for where the interest rate, the 30-year fix, ended yesterday. It's a total swing of events. Jay, thanks for joining uh, Bamax. Today is the last day before, not the last day to get in, but the last day to get grandfathered pricing in for life. National composite rose by 0.3%. September marked eighth consecutive monthly gains since prices bottomed in January 23. So that increase of the interest rate in late 2022 led many to believe that we're going to have massive price corrections in 23. We didn't see that. We saw the interest rate around this time of year and certainly into January start to turn down. Remember in January and February, actually saw a 5.99 interest rate this year. It's hard to believe that this year we saw a 5.99 uh, that kicked off and accelerated in to that spring market. So January 2023 is where prices bottomed. You also have a seasonal adjustment that happens every year in the winter. And you can go back in your market and show folks, hey, for the last 20 years, I pulled the data on the MLS. In the last 20 years, Every winter, you might have a little bit of confusion in the months during those two COVID years. But generally speaking, every year you can go back and see when you go year over year, you have a seasonal decline in a high market or in a low market during these winter months. It's the holiday season. It makes a lot of sense. Less people want to buy, less people want to move, less people want to sell in the middle of right now, this season. There's no... It's November to end of December holiday season. So many were led to believe that, oh my gosh, there's going to be this correction. It didn't happen. Since January, prices continued to go up month over month over month over month. Prices, many believe, can continue to go up in 2024. I think this is going to be location specific, of course. I think there are places that are cooling down. When we look at the migration report later on the stream, uh, you might be shocked to see some of the hot migration areas are not as hot as they were before. So I think you're going to have uh, some of that. You're also going to have, where are the areas, Tampa, um, Nashville's on, on the top of that migration list. Where, where are the areas that where there's an abundance of multifamily coming? And could that actually pull prices down? Because some are going to say, hey, it's cheaper for me to go rent 
and there's all these options and they're beautiful and they've really done a good job building the amenities that I want. The three best uh, performing met metropolitan areas in September, Detroit, San Diego, and New York was in the top three, also at 0.63%. Worst performers for year-over-year uh, -year performance on price gains, according to Case Schiller, Las Vegas at negative 1.9%. It's interesting because they're in the migration topic that we're going to talk about here later. Phoenix at 1.2% to the negative, and Portland at 0.7% negative. A regional trend here from Kay Schiller would be the Northeast continuing its dominance because of the lack of inventory when it comes to home prices. Northeast at a plus 0.53%, Midwest at 5.0%. So Northeast and Midwest continue in every report that we cover here on the Hashi to have the highest price gains happening right now. They're the strongest regions year over year. The, ret, the West uh, coming in at negative 1.3% year over year remained the weakest. On a year-to-date basis, the national composite has risen a total of 6.1%, well above the median full calendar year increase uh, in more than 35 years of data. Home prices in America, folks, are still ripping. And every time somebody waits another year, another year, who can afford to go out and buy in their community in a community that they're going to be in for many years continues to kick that can down the road of forced appreciate of forced savings and of basically guaranteed appreciation. We, we see it decade over decade. This is just this year. This is just the year to date return from case show, the 6.8, percent uh, return. You see the bottoming in January and then nothing but straight up and to the right on Tuesday. If you didn't, watch maybe you listen maybe you listen on spotify maybe you listen on apple if you listen on apple here on the hot sheet thank you please consider leaving a review on apple um we really really appreciate that uh, but if you listened on tuesday and didn't watch maybe go back and look at some of those charts from fannie mae where we're over since the 90s i mean just up to the right since 1990 on home prices you can go back further uh many of you can on your local data and show the trend locally how home prices just continue to to accelerate from the peak remember fannie mae on tuesday from the peak in 2007 prices were up over 80 percent across the country on home price appreciation but according to case Shiller, this is year date just up and to the right six plus percent if we go year over year you can see the the decline um becomes more prominent it doesn't just show the bottoming of january it shows the actual decline from when um, in October, this shows it from September, but in October, when interest rates in 2020 hit their peak at 7.37, we've accelerated past that peak here. I'm sorry, in 2022 peak of 7.37, we've accelerated past that peak here in 2023, of course, uh, even breaking 8% just less than a month ago. Uh, but, but you still see us getting all of those all of that decline back if you go three years back uh obviously it's just a moment in time here on the deceleration from last year and when you go back 10 years it tells you the story of real estate continuing to increase year over year over year uh and case shiller is often viewed by many as the gold standard and that's their update here for the month of september we did get an update uh yesterday on gdp 
it was even better than the first reading. So GDP will come out with a second estimate, gross domestic product. Their second estimate was yesterday. It increased at an annual rate of 5.2% in the third quarter of 2023. It's according to the second estimate released by the Bureau of Economic Analysis. In the second quarter, real GDP had increased 2.1%. So we, we've talked about the first reading here um, for GDP. Uh, the first reading that came out, which was at 4.9%, it was like a bonkers number. But we had to wait here until the second reading. We, we, they they re-look at these things and, um, and make sure that they're right. So it was even stronger than first indicated. The U.S. economy grew at an even stronger pace than previously indicated, according to CNBC. Uh, the product of better-than-expected business investment and stronger government spending, the Commerce Department reported Wednesday. Now, remember, when we look at CPI, uh, we're going to talk about PCE here and in inflation here before we sign off today, which is what the Fed likes to look at, PCE. I think we get um, CPI. You look up CPI, Haley. I think we get CPI next week. I think we have CPI next week. That's what the public or the investors or the public markets likes to look at. Last time we were looking at CPI, uh, we saw that there was huge increase in um, in this government spending. We also see that there's huge job growth. Last time we had a jobs report, we saw that coming in government jobs. So um, you're you're seeing a G, uh, you know a, a GDP number get inflated a little bit by the government spending. That's obviously, you know, the government spending your money, um, whether you agree with what they're spending it on or not. Gross domestic product, a measure of all goods and services produced during a three-month period, did accelerate that 5.29 annualized uh, percent. The uh, it topped that 4.9 percent that uh, was previously pulled by Dow Jones. Primarily, the upward revision came from these increases in non-residential fixed investment. That includes structures, okay, uh, buildings, equipment, intellectual property, people investing in IP still today, people investing, companies investing in equipment. Okay, this means that, you know, Fannie Mae is right from Tuesday, that we're going to have a shallow recession at some point in 2020. A lot of companies are saying, hey, even in a shallow recession, we're going to be investing through it. We're investing now in a harder economy in 2023. Um, th this, we're going to stand up and continue to invest into our company. And you're seeing it across the board with a lot of companies that are doing that. Consumer spending, and here's, here's a good piece of data um, for the fight against inflation. Consumer spending saw a downward rev revision now rising just 3.6% uh, compared with the initial 4% estimate in the first reading of GDP. Um, so th th this is good news here for um, what we're looking at in terms of, uh, you know, the inflation part of GDP. It's a huge GDP number. Fed wants to have their cake and eat it too. Of course, they'd like to see GDP come down lower. Uh, this is the highest since 2021, you can see the chart here of real GDP percent change from preceding quarter. Highest quarter we've seen since Q4 of 2021 on real GDP. Um, it's it's really in line with some of those quarters, uh, you know, quarter four of 2020, quarter one of 21, quarter two 
of 21. It's, it's right there in line. It's actually greater than quarter three of 2021. So big rip for uh, third quarter GDP. There, December 12th for, for, oh, well, that's interesting. December 12th will be CPI data. Um, the investor, the investment community loves to look at CPI instead of PCE, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. Fed loves PCE. We're going to go over that report that just came out this morning. CPI will be December 12th. And then on the 14th and the 15th, the Fed's going to meet and decide what they're going to do with the federal interest rate. All signs right now are pointing towards nothing. They're going to do nothing here to end out the year. Okay, which would, which would continue to stabilize the 10-year and the 30-year. Great news in the 10-year and the 30-year from yesterday. Nashville also has great news because they landed on the popular list of homebuyer migration destinations for the first time since 2021. So Nashville, very hot even before uh, the pandemic, then has kind of cooled off. Now hot again. Nashville is one of those locations where you're going to see an abundance of multifamily uh, inventory come on to the market. Made Redfin's list of top migration destinations for the first time since 2021. It was the ninth most popular destination for homebuyers looking to relocate to a new metro area in October. With most people commonly moving in from Los Angeles. Popularity is determined by net inflow, a measure of how many more Redfin com users look to move into an area and leave from August 2023 through October 2023. Now, some of these, when we look at the list, you might be like, wow, this is different from what we've been seeing on a lot of migration lists over the past few years. Florida has just dominated these lists at times. At times, that when you look at a top 10 list of migration patterns into specific locations, you'd see eight or nine out of 10 in Florida. Doesn't mean Florida is has fallen off the map. Uh, I'll show you exactly what it does mean. Sacramento, though, was the most popular popular migration destination in October. Sacramento, California, uh, looking to move for home buyers looking to move in a new metro in October. Uh, Sacramento topped the list. Okay, so net inflow for 2023 in October was five thousand. Net inflow for October of last year was 7,800. Top origin for Sacramento folk, for people coming to Sacramento was San Francisco. Top origin was New York. And then you've got Vegas and in at number two for net inflow right now. Orlando, Florida at number three. Myrtle Beach at four. Portland, Maine, five. Uh, Sarasota area, Northport, Sarasota area in, at, in Florida in at six. Salisbury, Maryland in at seven, Cape Coral, Florida, eight, Nashville, Tennessee, nine, uh, and then Tampa. Again, Nashville on the list for the first time since 2021. Tampa in at 10. We've looked at this list in the past, and you've seen um, nine, eight, seven out of 10 being Florida. You still have four out of 10 being Florida, so still a huge destination for uh, for home buyers to be moving into. The top 10 Metro home buyer uh, air, or metros that home buyers are leaving by net outflow. Now, San Francisco at the top of that list. Uh, they continue to, to be near or at the top of that list uh, every time we look. Portion of local users that are searching Redfin.com 
uh, elsewhere is 23%. So locally, you know, when people are looking in San Francisco, Redfin app, they're looking in other locations other than San Francisco. The top out, out of state uh, destination would be Seattle. And then the top destination is, again, Sacramento. New York is number two on the list for net outflow. LA, number three. Washington, D.C., number four. Four of just the most major cities in America have the most outflow uh, net. And this is net. So that's important because people say, well, of course the big cities have the most outflow. This is net outflow. Who's coming in? Who's going out? What's that net number? Okay. Uh, Chicago's in at number five. Boston at number six. Hartford, number seven. Philadelphia and San Diego. These are all major cities. Cities. Maybe, maybe not Hartford, and uh, maybe I'll just take a just take a off the wall shot at Philadelphia and call them not a major city as well. But almost all major cities here on the list. Um, very interesting. Some of the locations here. New York continues to just feed into Miami. It is just a feeder market. New York City to Miami, Florida. LA is a feeder, serious feeder market into Las Vegas right now. Um, you have Chicago feeding into Milwaukee. Interesting there. And maybe for folks there say that's not very interesting. It's been happening for years. San Diego feeding into Vegas as well. Those are the opportunities when you can see where's the top feeder market when it's very clear what's the top feeder market for my metro, both inflow and outflow. There's collaboration opportunities with other real estate professionals. There's also a lot of marketing and YouTube pre-roll ads, for example, running YouTube pre-roll ads into those locations. The share of home buyers though looking to relocate has dropped, but it's dropping from a record high. So it's still much higher than we historically see. There's still a lot of home buyers looking to relocate. In fact, we've got an article up on uh, nowbam.com. I think it's eight of I think it's I think it's eight predictions from Ryan Serhant from, for 2024. I can actually look it up right now. One of his predictions speaks to this. Uh, he talks about relocating. He believes that we're, we're in a more of a national home search uh, situation right now. He believes in 2000, he's giving out his projections. Here's eight predictions from Ryan Serhant. I'll share them now. It's, you can find the whole article on nowbam.com. Uh, but number his number two, there will be more national searches. Thanks to the increase in remote work, buyers are looking well beyond their current market when shopping for homes. And Sirhan expects an increase in those nationwide home searches as fewer and fewer are held to a specific location by the requirement to communicate every day or at least every week within an hour of their workplace. More people are expanding their home search well beyond the radius uh, they would have considered before COVID. And I agree with this. It, it, this is absolutely happening i know um somebody somebody i know very closely she's moving from alabama to greenville south carolina greenville south carolina what does that offer you it offers you a growing expanding community upside and then there's also you're you're located right between atlanta and charlotte two major cities if you got to get in in and out of those um never lived there before was doing this, what, what Sirhan is talking about, this national home search and trying to figure out where's the best opportunity for the future and the way I work and, and all of that. Uh, some more housing uh, market data here from 
Redfin on these um, on these metro locations and national home search topic. Fastest growing sales price would be in Miami right now. So Miami's home prices are are accelerating the fastest. Toledo, Ohio, in at twenty four point one percent. St. Petersburg, Florida, in the top three at twenty point seven percent. Rockford, Illinois, twenty point five percent. Irvine, California makes up the top five. You've got West Palm, Greensboro, Savannah, Fort Lauderdale, and, and Charleston in the top 10 for fastest growing uh, sales prices. This one here, if you're, listen, for everything you like or don't like about Redfin, uh, this link here, the housing market data link, the U.S. housing uh, market overview from Redfin, this offers a ton of great data that you can use in your, you know, email newsletter or, um, you know, what on a green, there's a whole bunch of different stuff in here, uh, that really makes a lot of sense. And now going back to that migration report that we were talking about here, where are people moving to and from? So while we looked at those locations and Sacramento came in number one for the October, uh, 2023 report, Florida still remains uh, the area where most people are searching to move into Florida uh, state versus out of state. So most more than 25,000 people were searching to move into Florida versus out of the state. Uh, everybody else has less than that number. Look at California, more than 44,000 people were searching to move out of California than versus into the state. Uh, you look at New York here, 26,000 to the negative. Texas, it was only 6,000 in the positive. So Florida is still driving the migration bus as a state while they might have lost um, that top spot on metros to Sacramento and Las Vegas and Orlando now. Uh, 10 areas people are moving to uh, there in the top three. There's your update on the migration report. All the charts and data that we share here is, is going to be uploaded into BAMX for our BAMX members. Today's the last day to get 20% off by using code Black Friday. And it's the last day before prices double on December 1st. Everybody, including the Black Friday, you know, people that got the sale, everybody who signed in from April till today on BAMX is going to be grandfathered in for their lifetime uh, subscription in BAMX at their current rate. Okay. So you'll get, you'll get grandfathered in at current rate. This is double tomorrow. Uh, it's a an, it's an, uh, great opportunity to jump in now if you've been thinking about BAMX. Okay, we've got a jobs report. Um, and then we've got that PCE report. And so we're going to rip through both of these. These are really important. Then we'll get into the great news on the 10-year and the 30-year. Uh, but I'll rip through these really quick. For uh, jobs, this is a news release just released this morning in the week ending November. 25th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 218,000, which is an increase of 7,000 from the previous week's revised total. The previous week's level was revised by 2,000 uh, and the upward to 209,000 uh, from 209 to 211. The four week moving average was 220, which is a decrease of 500 from the previous week. Revised average, the previous week's average revised up 500 from 220 to 220,500. Uninsured unemployment rate was 1.3% for the weekend in November 18th. Increase of 0.1%. Okay, so um, listen, 
we're we're kind of flat. We're at expectations for uh, this job report here for the uh, unemployment report, rather, and that is good news for the fight against inflation. We don't want to see this thing ripping the other direction like we saw at other times uh, this year. You want it for the fight against inflation. You want to see uh, jobs not not overwhelming job loss. Nobody wants that. Uh, maybe that maybe Jerome Powell wants that because uh, it, it helps them a little bit. But you do want to see stabilization and a more natural or more normal rate of unemployment. And that's what we're we're kind of seeing now. Um, Fed's favorite gauge now. Let's get into this. The PCE. Okay. It shows that inflation rose 0.2% in October and 3.5% from a year ago. Here's the headline from CNBC. As expected. That's the big part of this deal. We don't want to hear things where it was rising 0.2% above expectations. Obviously, below expectations would have been a little bit better, but as expectations means stabilization in the market, stabilization on the 10-year and the 30-year fixed, hopefully today. We see more of that consistency that we've been seeing. The PCE uh, which is the personal consumption expenditures price index, including food and energy prices, rose 0.2% for the month, 3.5% on a year-over-year basis. Commerce uh, Department put these numbers out today. They both aligned with the Dow Jones uh, consensus. Headline inflation was flat on the month and at a 3.3% uh, rate for 12-month uh, period. Energy prices fell. 2.6% in the month, helping overall inflation in check, even as food prices increased 0.2%. Goods, uh, good prices saw 0.3% decreases, while services rose 0.2%. On the services side, the biggest gainers were international travel. I'm seeing travel down. I don't know, I'm on a plane every week. I see travel down a little bit, but, but this is international travel. Healthcare and food services and accommodation. In goods, gasoline led to the gainers. I'm also seeing travel prices just on the air as I travel, I'm seeing travel prices come down close to the holiday. Travel prices were much lower than, than I thought when looking at different plane tickets, um, mostly on the East Coast. Might be different other places. Personal income and spending both rose 0.2% on the month, also meaning estimates and indicating that some that consumers keeping uh, pace with inflation while public more closely watches the Labor Department's consumer price index as an inflation measure. The Fed prefers this reading. So this is like good news, despite what's going to happen on, I think Haley said December 12th, we're going to get that CPI report. Despite what happens there, this is one that the Fed might have already be able to take this and make their mental decision going into the 14th and the 15th that, hey, we're not going to raise the the interest rate. Um, all right. So there's your update on the, your quick update on the PCE. Uh, there's There's been some great news on the 10-year. The 10-year treasury uh, went below 4.4 for the first time since September. Okay, 10-year treasury. Uh, we'll, we'll show you where it is today, but the uh, the number has now hit below 4.4. So the first time since this past September. It was up three basis points at 4.301 after having fallen below 4.3. I'm sorry, below 4.3 for the first time since September. Huge number. When we broke 4.4 on the 10-year, it was like, oh my gosh, we haven't done this, uh, you know, since 2007, broke 4.5, hadn't done that since 2007, you know, 
tenure just continued uh, to rip up, which is when we saw that 30-year fix get up over 8%. Now we're comfortably below that 4.4 mark. That's a big, and we're not at, you know, below 4.3 right now. We did hit that yesterday, but we're sitting here at a nice, uh, comfortable, stable 4.345. Comfortable, stable, meaning, you know, we don't have to talk about 8% 30-year fixed mortgage rates. And in fact, we're talking about a much lower rate as of the end of yesterday, Mortgage News Daily reported, than we had been all of the last couple of weeks. We're at 7.13 on the daily survey. We get a little bit more momentum here on this deal, and we might be talking about 6.99. You may have buyers in your market right now that are able to qualify in the high sixes off of this reading. Today, we'll get our new Freddie Mac 30-year uh, fixed weekly survey as well, and we'll share that on tomorrow's hot sheet. Tomorrow's hot sheet is a Friday, so it'll be a free format Friday. Uh, you'll be able to drop in any questions. We, we can open up the phone lines if you guys like. On tomorrow's hot sheet, we'll go through any breaking news that we have. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss a hot sheet and you don't miss when we do uh, breaking news on live. If you want to get into BMX, today is the day to do it. Uh, prices are going to double tomorrow. You get grandfathered in for life. Don't miss that. That link is below. Hope everybody has a great Thursday here. Super productive. Until tomorrow, toodle low.